This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello everybody, it's the Fan Podcast. It's this week's View from the Gladys Street. To the listeners, thanks very much for tuning in. I promise we're going to be as positive as possible for this week's episode. Let's introduce the guests first up and making a triumphant return to the show. It's John Howard. Hello, John. Hi, you okay, mate? I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad, thanks. It's very good to have you back on the show. Good to be back. It's just two guests this evening and my second and final guest, we have Graham Callahan. Hello, Graham. You right, boys? How you doing? Sound, yeah, not too bad, thanks. Good, good. Um, right, let's get straight to it then. No beating around the bush Saturday. You know, it was dreadful, wasn't it? Um, I don't want to dwell too much on what, you know, what has gone on over the past couple of days because, you know, like I said, we want to try and be positive. We don't want to be negative. Um but, you know, the match itself, the reports afterwards, all reaction, it hasn't it hasn't been great. So, you know, Graham, it's it's now two wins from ten Premier League games. Southampton being the latest in that run. Um what are your current thoughts on where Everton are at the moment? I mean, I know you're talking about being positive there, mate, but I don't think it's a case of, of wanting or to not be negative. I think it's very difficult to to be anything else at the moment. Um I wasn't happy with the performance against Southampton. I think Marco Silva's comments after the game as well were were worrying. The fact that he openly admitted that we were we we were outplayed, outfought. Southampton were more aggressive without the ball, they were more aggressive with the ball. And like I commented on last time I was on the podcast, these aren't teams, these aren't well beaters, these aren't teams that should be out fighting us and outplaying us and, and, and be beating us comfortably home or away. Um so you're asking me to be positive, but I'm struggling, to be fair. John, what you know after that defeat, two one to Southampton on Saturday. Um, have you reflected on that? Then, you know, I'm sure you were very annoyed following on immediately from the the final whistle. But we've had a couple of days to reflect now. What 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 are your thoughts now? Well, very much to echo what Graham said. You know, it, it is very very hard to be positive. However, do you know what? Another day, another game. And and what I would say is, I actually think possibly the FA Cup where it is and, and being the next game may come as a bit of a blessing. Uh, to echo again what Graham said, uh, you know, I, I actually, as an Everton, you don't mind. You, defeat comes with the territory, doesn't it? You know, every team gets defeated. And you know what? If, and obviously their goal, Dean's own goal was was massively fortuitous and people have said about Pickford and what have you, but if, if a team scores two fluky goals against you and you've played well, then you hold your hands up and say, it wasn't our day. The team's been brilliant. wasn't our day. They have but the fact that we're almost like rolling over and down against teams. Sometimes we do, it's not so much the losing, it's the manner in which you lose. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing you can reflect is, is he will probably make changes for the FA Cup. Maybe rather than weakening a squad, maybe he might look to strengthen it. Maybe there are certain players who've got a little bit comfortable and maybe a little bit of a shake-up to what I need. So that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be positive. We've got, in my humble opinion, a very winnable tie against Millwall, you know, and it Potentially, it's make or break for the season. And do you know what? Maybe that's just a something to kickstart us into life again because there's quality there. There mm. really is. Graham, you said a couple of weeks ago, you know, we just need to go back to basics. Have we, have we have we done that? Has there been any signs of that since? I can't even remember. It was a couple of weeks ago now, and you know, we've it? had the we've had the cup win, we've had the Bournemouth win. You know, we seem to be struggling away from home as well. So, has there been any signs of you know? defence, midfield and attack, you know, doing just the the basic things. I, I can't put my finger on anything tangible and I think I think that's 
the most worrying thing for me. I, I can't see. It's almost like I know. I know people say he's got limited options, and you know the squad lacks depth, and you know the quality's not there, which I don't necessarily agree with myself, but. It's almost like he's just putting them out to do the same thing every week and crossing his fingers, and it's it's flogging a dead horse for me. He needs to to try. He needs to do something different. And the fact that they're going out there and they're motivated and 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 they lack this aggression and 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 they're getting they're getting out forced. You know that that um, determination to go out there and and to win the individual battles and to to get on top of a game and then let the quality show. It's not there, and that's the most worrying thing for me. Um, so no, I don't. I, I don't want to say it, but it's almost like like he's just crossing his fingers. I, I was going to use the phrase that he's out of his depth a little bit, but I think that probably be be a little bit harsh. I just I just want something that I can get hold of and say, yeah, we're improving, we're going in the right direction. This is okay. But other than some some pretty little you know triangles every now and then and some some decent passing football that never really goes anywhere, there's nothing that's making me say, yeah, we'll be all right, we'll be all right. Do you know what I mean? Is it? You know, we had a an average start of the season, didn't mm. we? You know, with the with the players, everyone had a clean slate and had a chance. And you know, certain players didn't work out. Davis, Snyderlin, you know, just off the top of my head, um, Tosin, Nias, obviously. And then he kind of settled on a an eleven that played virtually mm-hmm. every week. And then it was the twelve thirteenth man that were coming on as the subs and. And you know, making that difference if if needed. Mm-hmm. And then we were, we I mean, let's face it, we were up to fifth, sixth, weren't we? At, at one point, yeah, we and then obviously a run, didn't we? the, the yeah. derby. Are we, are we not? I don't want to just put it solely to blame on on the derby, but have we not just been here for six from what's happened in the derby? I agree. I agree with you. Not even to an extent. I I totally agree with you in the fact that. If it's not working, don't keep doing the yeah, same thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Mix it up, do something different. And the past at least five games, probably he's done the exact same thing, yeah, which yeah. is very frustrating. So is it not just, you know, because this run of games, which I brought up, the ten out, two wins out of ten, two draws, obviously Watford, um, Watford Newcastle, we've been on a barren run, and it's it's ever since that derby. Mm. I mean. Yeah, I do. I do think I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying the derby's to blame. No, I don't. I, I, that was a long time ago, and and we played well in the derby. It, it, that's no. Re- I know. I know it was unfortunate that we lost the game, but if anything, they should have. That was a platform to build off. Mm. I was so optimistic after the derby, saying about the Wofford and the Newcastle game, and we had something to push on from. So if anything, you know, Silver should have been saying to the lads, "Look, we we we've, we've competed there. We we were we were." like for life with Liverpool for 90 minutes let's let's build on this lads it shouldn't have gone downhill from there um, trying to be objective it's dead easy to say oh he's not doing this he's not doing that and I've, the more I reflect on it I've tried to put myself in his shoes and I think maybe he's he's worried about making changes and, and trying new things because he's under the cosh isn't he and if, if the changes don't come off it's more criticism then isn't it it's like why have you done this why have you done that so objectively looking at it I can see why you might be hesitant but I do think he needs to do something else. I know some of the fans' questions last time was almost like, would you try Walcott up front? And, you know, would can we make this change? Can we make that change? And I think the time's come where he's got to try something new. He's got to do something else rather mm. than just flogging this dead horse like he is at the moment. It's like what Graham said there, though, John. You know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Now, we we, we had this situation with Martinez, didn't we? You know, he 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 kind of did the same thing over and over again because it was his style. He was kind of stubborn in a way. Silva really needs to not, you know, fall into that trap, doesn't he? Because 
it's not working, whatever way you look at it. it. It did work, you know, for, you know, a period of time, whether the players are fit, you know, good enough, that's always going to be up for debate. But at the moment, playing the same formation, playing the same players, i.e., you know, Richarlison up front or, you know, whatever, it's not, it's not working, is it? You've, you've literally in there great minds thinking like our fools never differ you've actually took exactly what I was going to say hmm. I totally totally agree with you let's have a look at two positions now <clears throat> on the left that is where our top scorer has been most potent Richarlison so we're sacrificing that position now because he's not there we're then by doing Richarlison up front sacrificing the centre forward role now we only play one centre forward as many teams do in the Premier League so we're actually by doing that sacrificing two positions so you know what I'm, I'm going to say I'm in the silver camp for now He's got me back in. But I'll be a bit stronger than him. I think he has to make them changes. Then he can turn around and say, well, look, I tried something. Because as you say, mm. the definition of insanity is doing the same thing. Rich Allison does not work up front. He doesn't have, for me, that meant he's not that kind of player. We also look at him objectively, that, like other fans of cl- uh, other clubs don't. He goes down far too easy. And I think the referees are getting onto that. And if you are in that centre-forward role, kind of all eyes are on you. And I think with Richarlison playing off that we're sacrificing him, we're sacrificing that centre forward position. Now, Dominic Calvert Lewin, I don't think anyone's going to say, certainly at the moment, he's going to be that strike that propels you into the top four. But I think he's big, he's strong. He's also riding the crest of a wave with his, with his recent accolade. Congratulations, Dom. You know, is it, is it that mad to try him again? I mean, is it that mad to give Tosin a run out? You know, at the end of the day, this guy has come in and scored goals. And I just think Richarlison up front, it, it just isn't working. And I think is we're just going in with a, you know, a square peg in the round hole. What about though? Obviously, you know, we're not we're not managers, and we're just mm. you know we're fans. We're here to discuss, but you know, does does Dominic Carver Lewin just work up front by himself though? Because mm. at the moment when Richarlison doesn't work, like you just said, it's like let's go back to Dominic Carver Lewin. Yeah. When Dominic Carver Lewin doesn't work, it's like let's go back to Tosin. You know, for me, Dominic Carver Lewin is the type of player that needs a partner. He's one who can hold the ball up. He can flick headers on. He can win, you know, the aerial aerial duels. And there's never anyone close enough to him to to get those second balls. Right, Danny. Well, then you've 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 answered the question, haven't you? Then let's try something like that. Let's try him with a partner. Now, if that means jigging round Siggy, uh, or you know, dropping a certain player who who's a first team and every week, then so be it. You know, at the end of the day, you have to get the team right. And if that means discommoding a certain player, well. That's tough, isn't it? You know, the great manager had a plan B at the moment. Everton seemed to be putting the plan A out and it isn't working. Well, we'll try again next week. The season's rapidly coming to a grind and halt. So, yeah, maybe it is worth trying Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front with someone or even playing a tighter 4-3-3 and having three midfielders, maybe bringing McCarthy back in the side. I, I don't know, but I do think Silva has to try something. For me at the moment, as a sort of figurehead pinpoint, I think Calvert-Lewin probably is the, is the best we have. Mm. And whether that's a sorry state of affairs or not, I'm not sure. But I really think, and I keep harping on to it, Richarlison up front, I just think you're wasting a potentially, well, potentially world-class player. On the left-hand side. Yeah, who should be on the left-hand side, terrorising full-backs. Graham, it's a a recipe for disaster, isn't it? You know, we're not... We're not scoring goals, and, and you know, I'm not saying we're conceding a lot. I mean, we have done against Spurs and stuff like that, but we're conceding goals, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, 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 what can we do then? Because we're not gonna, we're not gonna go in January, are we? Now, you know, I know we're gonna kind of go over on old ground there because obviously we just talked about formation and stuff like that. But you know, you said let's go back to basics. We weeks ago we haven't done that. Mm-hmm. I think. 
like I know we're talking about tactics and you know formations and which players are going to play in which positions and things like that, but I don't want to be misinterpreted here, and and I don't want people to think that I'm saying oh Silver's lost the dressing room or they don't want to play for him because I'm not saying that, but it it just it, it's it's the attitude at the moment. It's it's there's this thing in football at the minute where it's it's like niche isn't it it's on vogue to play nice football yeah. to play out from the back to have your two centre halves go wide to take the ball off the goalkeeper and it is lovely don't get me wrong to watch but it's not a necessity is it so at the moment if things aren't going well if if if, if we're on this terrible run of form can't we can't we knock it on the head for a bit can't we get back to that being hard to beat getting back to yeah. the basics I know it's a cliche and it's easy to say getting back to basics but can't this is this is what I want to see from Silva. I want to see some re- resilience. I want to see, I want to see him identify where are things going wrong and how can we fix it. Not just saying it'll come, it'll come good in the end. It'll come good in the end because if it doesn't, we're going to be in trouble. Did you not see that in the Bournemouth game in the second half? Though we, you know, we were, it was a, it was a solid first half, like probably for the first 20, 30 minutes, and then we kind of got back in the game. Second half, I felt we did exactly what you've just said. The first half, we were we were playing out from the back. We were losing possession of the ball in our own area sometimes our own box and it was just causing un- like unnecessary mm. pressure second half we went a lot more direct Pickford mm. was kicking the ball along um, I didn't ne- like necessarily find it unattractive football no. I felt obviously we all know what happened with the referee situation it was a, it was a terrible mm. performance in the referee so just you know the, the crowd got on the referee's back rather than the players back and it kind of spared us on mm. isn't have you not seen that? Have you not seen signs of that already? Though it's it's yeah, valid point, mate. And I see where you're coming from. But it, that was that for forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Can, well, I, I, I don't can't think remember we've ever this pulled. season a ninety minutes yeah. that we've put together. And I I've agree. Gone, that was a great ninety yeah. minutes, that lads. I can't. I honestly can't remember that happening this season. I jokingly said at this after the um, half time of the Southampton game, it was um, it was nil nil and mm. half time. And I, we played terrible and I tweeted out something along the lines of, don't worry, we've had our terrible first half first. Right. So we're going to do well in the second half. And well, we didn't, did we, obviously? No. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I totally agree with you. You know, how many teams have 70, 80, 90 minute performances though? Is it, is it just the top teams because they've level of concentration, quality, fitness? Yeah, it is, but... I th- that it, that's that that's the level where we're striving to reach, isn't it? And I, I know people are saying like everybody says, oh, he hasn't got the squad, and he hasn't got the players, as I've already mentioned. I think we've got some bloody good players there, don't we? Just a bit, yeah. I mean, I heard I heard on talk about if they are squad, the value of our squad is more than Bayern Munich's and Atletico mm. Madrid's. We've we've got the fourth highest net spend in the Premier League since 2014. We've you could got also look at very it good players. That and way I think, and say we wasted a lot of money on. We did, but I still think we've got the nucleus of a very, very good football team there. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think we should... It's ludicrous that we can't put 90 minutes together, in my in my opinion. We should be able to to go and comfortably beat some of the teams that have taken points off us this season. And I, and I think the major problem is it's not it's not tactics formation. It's not the players that we've got. It's 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 them buying into this philosophy and 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 doing the simple things right, which I don't think we're doing at the moment, or we have for the majority of the season. I think it's a huge mentality issue as yeah. well. I really, really do. And I'll go back to it. Now, I'm not one of these who pine for the, you know, the days of David Moyes. You know, I think he did a lot of things wrong. However, I think he did breed into his consistency. I think the problem with David Moyes, he, was ab- he wasn't really able to sort of bloom us out when we actually started attaining them levels. 100% However, agree, yeah. 
I don't know if you've seen, it was Phil Neville's birthday. I know he's a much maligned figure. And they always show what I consider is one of my favourite Goodison moments. And you watch that game against Man United, but 1-0 down. I guess Ronaldo breaks away with the ball. Ozzy or Peanut have a little snap at him. And then Phil Neville comes in, makes an absolutely brilliant tackle, mm-hmm. which Ludacris gets booked for. You've got Pienaar behind. That turn the season, I think that was October, lads. You know, and then suddenly yeah, yeah. Fellaini scores. And Everton are back, Goodison's roaring again. I just think the lack of leadership, and I've written pieces about it, and, and you know the lack of mentality. Who's making a tackle like that? Mm. Are, you know who in that side is going to put in that bone crunching tackle? I'm not advocating players getting hurt, but that. Can you make a tackle like that now? Though you say you know it, it was, was a, gr- it was a tackle. great tackle. He had one foot. You know he only went in with one foot. He clearly takes the ball and only because of Ronaldo rolling. I think the part of Man United and always remember Rio Ferdinand behaving disgracefully, in my opinion, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the referee. Yeah. But it was a good tackle. And now, and I, I just think that's what Ever- Evertonians want. We're not expecting. Barcelona style football Manchester but I just I just think people are looking around and going well who's going to do that tackle where, where are the Kales where are the leaders mm. you know and I think that's what's disappointing and I think I go back to the derby I don't blame the derby game I blame our mentality I think we felt sorry for ourselves ever since and you know lower leagues are full of teams that feel sorry for themselves who've got no money I don't think we can afford to do that these are professional footballs and we have to pick ourselves up a lot of that rests with silver however the senior players and I've got to be turning around saying hey lads Come on, we get back to basics. Let's be hard to beat. Whether I keep bringing up McCarthy, whether that's bringing in the extra grit in midfield. But I, I don't know. I think we've got... Let's get back to let's be hard to beat. I'd rather draw the game than lose one. Who would this... I mean, we, we know who the senior players are, but who are the players that, you know, you know, you're speaking of really there that should be doing that, who should be taking everything? Well, Seamus Coleman, for one. I think he's our skipper. I, I think he should be stepping up and doing things like that. And, and I think there's been steady improvement. I think personally I do think he's a little way off where he needs to be. Sadly, if ever he gets back there, fingers crossed that he does. But, you know, you've got Siggy. I think he's a he's a senior player, isn't he? You know, he should be doing that. We paid, okay, big money for Mina. He's not getting in the side. But, you know, Mina, when he plays, should be doing that. I think Dina does do that. I think he is, you know, I think he, do, he is a bit of a bandwagon, that lad. But, there's enough players in there. I mean, I know he's linked with PSG. Garner Gay's 29. And I know he's a bit of a quiet man, but shouldn't he be in the middle of midfield? Shouldn't he be that destroyer? You know, someone who's willing to drive on. And I just, you know, you go to Everton now, you and you can't hear nothing. You know, I'd rather have a team drown off the crowd than the way around. Mm. You know? I think, again, though, you've, you've got to point the finger at Silver again, haven't you? Like, this is where at the start of the yeah. season, he should have appointed. A, a, a captain who he trusts who he, who he thinks can can bring this out of the players rather than messing around with it mm. I know we've discussed the Tom Davis captaincy thing for for a long you know on a few past podcasts but I wasn't happy when I saw Tom Davis was captain of Everton Football I, Club I, think, I was I was gobsmacked I thought what, what's going on there like I, I think you're right about the, the captaincy situation I think I wouldn't go as far as to say it was a, a red flag on silver but we all we asked questions. Didn't we? Obviously, Jags was the captain, wasn't he, yeah. against Wolves, and he gets sent off, so he's banned for three games. So it's like, well, who's going to be captain? And then the second home, the first home game of the season, which was the second Premier League game of the season, Seamus Coleman was captain, wasn't he? And we all thought, you know, he's going to yeah. be our captain. And then we played Bournemouth, and he gave it to Baines. Am I, am I right? I'm sure he gave it to Baines, and it's like Baines has had the armband once or twice. Yeah. It's like, why are you? Why, why are you doing that? And he kept sh- chopping mm. and changing it. And, and then it, Baines hasn't had a sniff since, has he? You know what I mean? But Coleman kind of been in and out the team yeah. as well. So yeah. the captaincy's been 
given to Sigurdsson, mm. it's been given to a couple of others really and it's, I think... They're all quite quiet men though, aren't they? Mm. You know, I do see Sigurdsson, a great player, massive fan of Sigurdsson, but I think he's a very much a quiet man and I do think... He, I, don't think you can inherit that. I think you, you, are, you are born with that mentality. I don't think you can learn it, that you're born with that mentality to be a shouter, to be a leader. And I just look and think, have we got anyone in that side? You know, even I'd, I'd even sacrifice a little bit of the quality we've got to try and put a little bit more grit in the team. No, I agree. I, I was listening to TalkSport a couple of days ago and Ray Alton was on there talking about you know, the type of football that we were playing and the football that Everton playing. And he, he said that Evertonians, they want more direct football and they're eager for more. They don't like a possession game. They don't like a lot of, you know, passing. I half agree and I half don't. I just think Evertonians recognise the fact that maybe we're not quite good enough to be able to do that yeah. yet. So let's let's do something. Let's do the things that we are good at. What, team, you know, what teams are good enough at the moment though to, you know, win 90% of the games and play attractive football? The, the, there's not many of them there isn't, is there? There? No, so, so this is what so, I'm saying so yeah. you, need to, you need to do something else but don't th- you? this is my point about what Everton fans wanted after I'm not like I said I'm not saying I wanted Allardyce to stay but there was a big there was a big surge and a big mm. you know case for to get rid of Allardyce because he played unattractive mm. football which he did you, know, you, mm. you can't beat around the bush um, but now that we've had a bit of you know silver style football which has been a little bit easier on the eye the results haven't been there so what do we want now? It's like, well, let's the middle ground. Let's go back it? to, yeah. but the middle. It's so hard, isn't it, to get the middle ground? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? it does it? Will he? Would he have to change that much? Because the quality is there, and the quality will yeah. show. And you know, it's an old adage, but if you, if you win, if you win the individual battles, and 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 you do the basics right. The better side then will generally win win the game, won't they? Do you know, I know it's it's dead easy to oversimplify <laughs> football, but it's not a complicated game, yeah. is it? Um, and like I was saying before, there's this niche at the moment that everybody wants to do. Yeah, everybody wants to go down the Guardiola route, don't yeah. they? If your centre halves can't pass a ball, or, or you know you haven't got quality ball playing centre halves, then you can't do that anymore. I don't you, think we have got at least can't the, the, race the back two. In, a, in a van. You need a Formula One yeah. car, don't you? Do yeah. you know what I mean? But as much as Adrissa Ganagay, I, I like him and he's been one of our top three, I think, players. Obviously, there's a lot to be said about his distribution yeah. and his on-ball skills. I think it was mentioned in last week's podcast that how lucky was Roberto Martinez to have someone like Gareth Barry in the yeah. team who could who could do everything that time. I was not the leader. Well, there he you was go. another one, wasn't he? He he would drag, you know. He he, he had almost that that little bit of not nastiness, but gamesmanship about him. You'd see him, you know. People say that's a good yellow card to get. He was the one who got the good mm. yellow card. One nil up. There he makes a foul on the halfway line. Stands over the ball, argues with the referee. We're all back in place. Ball comes in. It's headed away. And I don't think there's that kind of gamesmanship. I don't think that kind of savvy about us. Mm. You know. I mean, again. I think sometimes we're a little bit too nice to be nice. Do you, you know what Soft I mean? Underbelly, what yeah. I will then ask on, on leaders, John, is we've done this to death, by the way. Mm. Like So it's not really about his quality, but did we make a drastic mistake in getting rid of, uh, rid of Wayne Rooney? Just purely for his leadership, his vocal, his, you know, bossing people around, just basically telling people what to do on the pitch because his, his experience and his know-how surely would have been worth his wages a week anyway. Well, at the moment, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I was on the podcast a few weeks back, nah, it was all right. They moved Wayne Rooney on. I can see why it's been done. Maybe sort of the new broom sweeps clean. However, you're saying now, there, there was your ultimate nasty leader. Mm. There was my man who, who knew how to handle a referee. And he knows playing big games. This is a guy who's won the, you know, the European Cup. He's played in finals. 
that to me, that kind of experience is invaluable. Where he was best to play, I'm not overly sure. I think think his days as a number 10 would, would be behind him. But yeah, maybe he's looking as now we, we did get rid of him a little bit too quick because he was never ever afraid about throwing a tackle in. He was never afraid about being vocal. He's never afraid about, you know what, getting the ball, passing it forward. He looked forward. And if he lost the ball, he'd try and go and get it back. Now I'm looking and thinking, who is trying that? You know, who, and of course, there are players that are trying it, but it's almost like I've lost the ball. Oh, no. Oh, God, I'm in trouble now. Whereas I don't think as a pro footballer you can think like that. Mm. Wayne Rooney never did. I'd still have Rooney at the club, hands down. No questions asked. I've said that since he left. I agree. I just I, That's why I brought it up. But I think it was a difficult one, wasn't it? He was, he was never going to play every game. He was on 100 odd grand a week, 50 grand a week. Mm. And, you know, from my understanding was, you know, we can't, we couldn't have a player on that wage mm, on the bench every week and he probably couldn't have played to his you know 100% every week two times two games a week yeah. but you know it, it does beg the question doesn't it why I think the other two like senior pros there who've been around a long time Baines and Jagielka I'm not I'm not overly pleased with the way they've been treated either to be honest with you mm. um, I think he was looking for an excuse to get them both out the side as early as he could and he got it quite early on um, but you know, if you're talking about leadership and 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 you know the 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 way that the characters in the dressing room and and you know that little bit of discipline that you need, those two players there, they know Everton Football Club inside out. They've been there for ten years, quality pros. You know, dedicated, never in the papers, never doing anything wrong. I think they've been treated quite poorly, and I understand why Silva's done it because obviously he wants to put his stamp on the side, and, and you know he wants to make his mark at the club, but. Don't make enemies of those type of players. You know, keep them involved. Mm. They, I, don't, I don't. I'm not happy with the way they've been seated. To be I fair, think it's been unlucky as well, isn't it? Because obviously Baines at this this season, from what we can see, can still cut it, can't he? Mm, in definitely. the Premier League. So if he'd bought Luca Dean and he was a right back, then you'd be like, well, thank God we bought him as a right back, and Baines could probably have played left back, and Luca Dean could have played right back, and we've got Kenny and Coleman who haven't hit the heights of what Luca Dean has. You know what I mean? So. Was it almost like well preempting what you know Baines's you know what's the word descent or whatever in, in form and you know look at it like that? Yeah, I mean, Dinier has come in and he has started playing. Well, he's he's played really well, hasn't he? Since yeah, he's come he's in, so I can't criticise him for Dinier really. But I just think you know it, when things are going wrong, Baines, Jagielka, they're the type of players that you want want round, aren't they? Yeah. Even possibly you know throwing them in just to. If Phil Jagielka, you know, he's lost that yard of pace and, 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 you know, he's probably, this is probably going to be his last season at the club. But if he can do anything, he can organise a back four, he can galvanise a team, he's a leader, he'll, he'll talk, he'll, and he's probably, you know, the pro that he is, he probably is still doing that in training and he probably is, you know, around the club, geeing the younger lads up and giving them advice and stuff. But they've just been dropped off the face of the, face of the earth, do you know mm. what I mean? Without any, any sign. And I think that's, that's, that, that, I, I'm disappointed with the way he's done that, to be honest, because they've been really good servants to the club, and I think that they're, they're, they're more than capable of of playing in that side and 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 getting us back to those basics that that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm I mean, not saying they're the answer, don't get me wrong, but I just think it's little things like that. The captaincy, the way he's treated those senior players, just some of the little things he's done, they don't they don't add up for me. John, your view then on obviously I don't want to preempt anything, but obviously want to beat Millwall yeah. but if we go out on Saturday season is effectively over isn't it yeah but damage limitation after that isn't it? are the fans and the club 
you know, knowledgeable enough or big enough to, you know, know that this isn't just a one season project. It's, it's got to be, it's got to be more, more than, more than that. Yeah, I do. I do think they are. I think social media is great, lads, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? We all enjoy a bit of Twitter, a bit of Facebook, particularly after we win. I know we haven't said that for very often, but also I think you have to remember that social media is a very, very, very small percentage of a fan base. It's also very knee-jerk. You come out, it, it's replaced the, almost like the fall now face-to-face, isn't it? You, you kind of put your instant thoughts on your, you know, on your Twitter, on your Facebook. I think most people, you know, when they have time to think about it, they kind of think, oh, why did I do that? You get a lot of people disagreeing. It, it is, it's a long-term plan. Again, to agree with Greg, I, I think maybe Silver, and I say I'm, I'm in his camp for now, he has maybe tried to change a little bit too much too soon when really he should have been, because he clearly is a student of the game and he clearly wants to know everything. And I do think, you know, I don't think he's like a Kerman who's looking to, you know, for his next step, this is a step. And so I think Silver generally is in it for the long haul. So, but I do think he's maybe changed a little bit too much too soon. But I do think the vast majority of our fan base go, do you know what? We'll give him this season. We'll give him this. As long as he doesn't do anything disastrous, he can have this season. Next season, he mightn't be so lucky. But God forbid, if we do go out to Millwall, yeah, there's going to be a huge backlash. There's going to be that Silver Out Brigade. But to be fair, there's been that Silver Out Brigade. I mean, I hate to mention them across the park. I've actually seen very, I've seen Red's tweet when he got beat by Man City. You know, Klopp's not the answer. Mm. You know, he, he was the Messiah 20 minutes before when Firmino <laughs> equalised. Do, do you know what I mean? So you, you get that at every club. It's just that obviously when you're out of blue, you tend to see more of from your own. But I think the vast majority of the fan base, yeah, I do think they'll see it, it's an ongoing project. Because let's be honest, is any Evertonian going to be satisfied until we are contesting Cups and in the Champions League? Sixth, seventh might be uh, acceptable for Talksport to where Everton should be. It's not acceptable for us, mm. but that's not going to happen overnight. You know, the Leicester City dream of and fair play to them a few seasons back I think it's a once in a blue moon kind of thing it's not going to happen with us so I think we need to kind of be patient so for this season yeah it's a project Have you got the patience in you then Graham to give Silver the time that he effectively needs? Yeah obviously I'm, I'm giving him a hard time at the moment because I want better for Everton um, but I'm not by any any means saying that he, he should be sacked that's not what I'm saying mm. I think there's there's one or two things happening the players are either buying into this philosophy that he's brought to the club and, and they're trying to implement it on the pitch and at the moment they're not good enough to do that which I think is what's happening I think or that's what it is the second scenario is he's trying to impose a philosophy and a, and, a, and a way at the club and the players aren't interested and that's why it's not working mm-hmm. as I say I think the first scenario is what is happening at the moment I think they're trying to do what he wants but it's 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 too much too soon um, and I just want to see him have a plan B and, and 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 knock it all on the head for a little bit and and got you know put a few wins together get that confidence yeah. back. Let's see, Marco. Let's see how versatile you are now, mate. Let's see what you're made of. Let's let's see if you can recognise the warning signs, recognise what's going wrong, get them on the training ground, get a bit more structure, and build on that. Do you know what I mean? You, we, you can't come in and turn us into Barcelona overnight. Yeah. Well, okay, then to to the here and now, we've just spent about. Um in the, within this podcast, 10 or 15 minutes about changing, being flexible, mixing it up. You know, our next game is against the struggling championship team in Millwall. So effectively, whatever team he puts out, it should be good enough to beat Millwall, shouldn't mm-hmm. it, on Saturday. So for this game, would you would you keep it the same? Would you, as in formation, one up front, would you stick with Richardson up front or would you, would you, would you not, not knee-jerk, but think... We've just been beaten by Southampton at 2 1. We've lost, um, we've only won two games in 10 in the Premier League. I need to 
and effectively change everything up here. But, but it's, it should be good enough, shouldn't it? What we're going to put out. He's, on he's definitely got the personnel to go and beat Millwall, hasn't he? Home or away. Um, is it probably is an opportunity to try something different? But again, if he loses, he's, he's under the cosh big time, isn't he? I think. The more I've thought about it, because uh, someone someone asked the question and I was on the podcast a few weeks ago, I think as much as he's not playing very well on the right-hand side at the moment, Theo Walcott up front is pace. And I think that we're talking about getting back to basics, that little and large combination of maybe like a Lewin and a Walcott up yeah. front. Teams teams are going to be sat on the edge of the penalty area. The back four can't push up to the halfway line because they're terrified Walcott gets in yeah, behind. And he's not slow, uh, Calvert-Lewin. No, exactly. Um, possibly give that a chance. At the moment... He's, he's sort of got free license to to do what he wants with regards to to playing up front. Although we don't want to see too much, but we don't have a, a top class striker, do we? No, so we don't you know, if 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 Romelu Lukaku was still there and Theo Walcott was playing up front, then Lukaku's banging on the office door saying, you know, what's going on? I don't think Cenk Tosin is within his rights to start banging Silver's door down saying why aren't I playing up front and mm-hmm. Theo is because Tosin's not doing it. So yeah, I think he does need to try something new. Um, and that, that's just an option that I'm, I'm putting out there. But yeah, I think he, he's, he's got to. But overall, like I mentioned earlier on, I think it's a it's an attitude and a, and a, uh, a getting back to, to doing the, the simple things right more so than anything. Because a Millwall team, watch what they do tomorrow. That That's what they'll do. They'll make sure that all their own work's done. They'll pick runners up. They won't lose the ball. Well, they'll try not to lose the ball in stupid positions. These are the things that I want to see Everton doing because yeah. the quality's there for me to 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 be to compete with with most teams. So, John, you know the season's effectively over, isn't it? If we if we get beat, bar and you know, hopefully nothing happens in terms yeah, of relegate so, like yeah. a relegation type battle. But you know, we need it's it's des- not desperate, but everyone's desperate for us to win on Saturday, aren't well, they? It's, it's feel good, isn't it? You know, you always have that good cup run. I know it wasn't exactly, but, you know, Joe Roll come in, first game obviously was a derby win, but it was kind of all censored, you know, around that FA Cup run. It wasn't out a different time, but, mm-hmm. you know, I can really remember us then doing Chelsea at Chelsea. I can't remember much league-wise after that because my focus, you know, I think it was 11 back then, was the FA Cup run. And suddenly those memories take over, and you think about this. You know, there's there's big sides gone out. You know, well, Man, sure United finished, Ars, Man United and Arsenal, yeah. aren't they? One of them's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, know. That season we finished 15th, so we effectively probably still lost a lot of games. Yeah, exactly. In the league. You know, we, we weren't exactly pulling up any trees, but yeah. suddenly we went on this magical run. We ruined the dream final, which still makes me chuckle to this day. Destroyed Tottenham, went and battled it out against Manchester City. I mean, I'm oh, sorry, Man, Man United slip of the tongue. But you know, you're getting back to the, the basic stuff like that. Was Chelsea that long ago? Okay, now we rode our luck, but you know, we went and battled for a drone. We didn't do a moise everyone back then. No. We, you know, we went out and yeah. we had a go. Yeah. We turned around and said, it was almost like we come up against the better boxer. We didn't fight his fight, but we stood toe to toe with him for 12 Absolutely. rounds and battled the draw. Now, that wasn't a million miles away, lads, and it wasn't that long ago. Same with United and Liverpool yeah. Arsenal, though, as well. It's, exactly. it's, it's crazy so, what's happened. You know, and I, I don't know what, what to do. And I mean, I, I definitely think we can't continue with Charles enough for I just think it would be a waste of a cup tie. Hmm. I think it's unfair in him. Get him back on the left to get him doing whether it's it's a two up front, whether it's even a more rigid 4 3 3, and you sacrifice, I don't know, Sigurdsson further back. I'm not sure, but I, I just think Richard needs to be back on the left. We can't play up front. We've got to try something a little bit different, but not a million miles. He has to try something different, but with a mind to think, thinking, can this work in the league? Mm. He has got good headaches, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. What we're saying there, you know, 
do I sacrifice my 45 million pound <laughs> attacking midfielder with my 50, 50 million pound left side midfielder the, he's got good headaches mm. they're, they're not they're difficult decisions to make but you'd rather make them you'd rather you? make them than go oh you know uh, Beningami or whatever's going to have to play yeah, exactly. we haven't got the, the, the core of that side's a good side isn't it it's different to probably Moyes or something saying yeah, I've got absolutely. Jermaine Beckford yeah, and, and exactly. that's it well, yeah. I mean Moyes had um, well it was an effective partnership I remember him playing well, <laughs> remember, remember when he was playing Caleb up front with Fellaini's the number 10 yeah. you know yeah. he, he got on with it and it worked it was quite effective but Silva doesn't have that he has more you know we're forgetting Bernard who I still think he's shown glimpses of class mm. you know Adamola Luckman I think you know I, th- I think the fire's starting to burn with him so we have got options so I think it's, it's time to lose we stop feeling a little bit sorry for ourselves mm-hmm. on the pitch and thinking well we're Everton let's roll our sleeves up clean canvas let's go for it he's got enough there to compete hasn't he and football a week's a long time of football. Everton go and do Millwall and then, is it Huddersfield next? Wolves and then, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Suddenly, everything suddenly starts getting forgotten then, doesn't it? But mm. then that's the time to keep it up. And far, going back to Graham's point, we've been too sporadic. We've looked like, I'd rather look like Everton than look like Brazil one week. And then, I'd, I don't know, Fiji or the Cook mm. Islands the next, do you know mm. what I mean? No disrespect to them as teams, I'm sure they're very good, but, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Um, all right, then we'll before we move on to the fan questions and um, a returning player. What are your predictions for Millwall, then, John? I think we'll go on edgy two one. Oh, what? Yep. that's too near, too too edgy for me. That two Wait one. Until you hear what I say, then. <laughs> agree. This is Everton. This this won't be any uh, walk in the park. We'll, well, I think we'll edge you two one. Wow. Are we going to concede first or no? I don't think we will. I think we'll score, then they will, and then we'll get a winner. Doesn't breed confidence at all. This is Everton. We ain't confident, are we? <laughs> Go on, Graham. What are you going to say? I was going to say one each, me. But seeing as you put the onus on me to uh, to be positive, I'll go two one yeah. to Everton. Fair enough. So come on in. Is it? Um, What's your prediction? I'll go three one to us. Good lad. I'll go three one. Yeah. I don't know. Probably not. Um, anyway, moving on then. Just, um, just wanted to very quickly talk about Yannick Balassi. He obviously returned from uh, Aston Villa through his own, you know, dealings. Really, is it? You know, Silva's already said that he's he's got he's probably not got in his plans. But could he force his way in? In your opinion, like from what you know, into the squad at least. Unfortunately, I think he plays in a position where we've got enough players to cope at the moment, doesn't he? I mean, if he was a, a holding midfield player or you know a, a right dynamic, well. yeah, then he I think yeah. Get him in there, see what he's going to do. <laughs> I mean, nice, it'd, yeah. it'd be harsh, wouldn't it, to say, no, you've got no chance. You know, if he's if he's working hard in training and, you know, there's other lads on the park not doing it, then he deserves a chance just like everybody else. But I don't think, um, I, I, don't, I don't see him coming in and, and, you know, getting straight back in the side or anything like that, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're having to effectively now pay... We think we were only paying half his wages and Villa were paying half. Yeah, so seventy five grand a week. We're paying yeah. we're paying again in full. So is Balassi not his return to the club not a reminder of you know some of the terrible signings that you know we've made in previous regimes? I think that's harsh. Though I think the injury did Balassi rap more than anything. I think I don't think, think he was, it was was a bad injury, awfully bad player. Was I he? actually thought to be honest with you, they want to be conservative. I actually thought he was beginning to find a little yeah. bit of form. No, I agree. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And then was it Spurs? 
or Man United. It was Man United. Man United won, yeah. yeah, and he got a kept him out for over over it was a year. Cushions, wasn't it? You know, was it or yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Coleman's still recovering from that mm-hmm. injury. People forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care who you are, but if you're that certain age and you're 26, 27 you're in your prime, then you go down with an injury. He finished your Cuba off as well, didn't he? Exactly. Those awful injuries. Those you know, he did his Achilles. He was never yeah. the same when he come no. back. No. I don't want to be one of those fans who say I told you so, but when we bought him for the money that we did. I was devastated. Really? I just thought he is not the type of player that we need. Mm. For 27 million and probably, well, 75 grand a week that he's on. So I just thought he's going to be, well, effectively loaned out, which he was. Mm. I don't know. I mean, you know what? If he comes in and saying's hard and gets his head down and you never know what could happen if he mm. get a good cut run and he, if he comes on and does something, then fair play, he, you know what I mean? He I'm comes not... across to me as someone who's very confident in his own ability. Um, yeah. and I think Maybe too confident though. Possibly, but... I think something in a, in a team that are struggling, that's something that could be beneficial. Someone who'll come in and try and make things happen and, and you know, con- gives the ball away. Well, he's unpredictable, I'll give you that, yeah. so you never know what could happen. Yeah. I just, I, just, I think Silva's come out, Annie, and said. He, if anything, he's a good impact substitute, and he's got a bit of pace about him. He, he's got a trick or two. You know, he's capable of scoring a goal from outside the box. There's no harm in putting him in the squad if he's fit and he's playing well. Uh, he's training well. But I don't think he's going to come in and solve all our problems. Like, no, no way. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to the the last segments of the show. It's the the fan the fan questions. The view from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The view from the Gladys Street podcast. Start with you, John. Callum Lapsley. Is it worth giving McCarthy a goal midfield if fit? Uh, at least he can pass a ball, unlike uh, Adrissa Gay, and he's uh, very good at the press. Obviously, you know, I think he would. For me, would be in with a chance, wouldn't he? But it's just whether he's fit. So, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to be very simple on this one. Yes, yes, and yes. I, I love McCarthy's mentality. I love what he's got. When I bumped the Phil Neville tackle, I think he is a player capable of Definitely. doing that. I think he he's a driver. He gets forward. He has as much energy as Garagay. It's whether you've got to. I think now we've got to. I don't think we've got any. We've got to take that chance on his fitness. If he's fit and ready to play, let's get him play before he goes off to Ireland and gets injured again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Which is that. But yeah, McCarthy for me, I'd have him back in the midfield. And do you know what? I'd move people around to accommodate him as well. I think we. I also think as well. I think he's going to be a huge support for Gomez. I think Gomez being the kind of player he is, having a McCarthy, a destroyer behind, another one if need be, that's back to basics. Suddenly we become the hard team to beat. Getting past four is hard enough, but if you're going to have to get past six and you've got McCarthy and Gay behind, yeah, or from front of the back four, yeah, for me, McCarthy's a no-brainer. Energy is needed in that team. He brings it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> view from the guy's seat regular, Rob Astle's submitted the questions for both of you, really. And to be fair, the question he's asked, we know the answer to. But it's a it's a decent question. Anyway, Rob's asked, haven't seen a few shouts on various social media outlets after the weekend defeat that Silva isn't the man for us, which he totally disagrees with, by the way. Do any of the lads on tonight's show say that, uh, share that sentiment? If so, where do you want us to go from here and who would you have in? I mean, Graham, I know you've been vocal, you've been critical, but you haven't literally come out to the point where you've said he needs to be sacked, have you? So... No, we can't sack him. We can't sack him yet. It's that's not something that I'm advocating. But I just, like I've mentioned earlier, I'm just repeating myself. I just want to see him solve the problems. Do you know what I mean? So identify what's going wrong and fix it. I know, you know, it's difficult to to compare him to a Solskjaer at United because they've got better players than us. But he's come in and he's identified what was going wrong under the previous regime. And he's given them players a new lease of life, hasn't he? And they've all pulled together and they've won seven on the bounce now. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen at Everton, but he needs to, you know, 
you look at the, the detail that Bielsa goes into over, you know, examine it, analyse it, find out what's going wrong and tweak it. You know, you're the manager, you're the coach, you're in charge of this. Mm. You're supposed to be able to 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 identify the weak points and, and what's going wrong. And if, if you can't bring players in or the players aren't good enough, improvise, fill the gaps, you know, play a type of football that works for those players until we can move on and we've got the players that you want at the football club but you, like you like you were saying before square pegs in round holes don't fit and it'll only go one way if mm. you ask me so I don't want them sacked um, we've appointed them now we've made our bed we'll lie in it but you know just just show a bit of versatility and, and show us that you know you, you can manage and you can coach and that's what I want to see Okay um, John Gareth Riley we with this question, we might already do this, so don't quote me on it if we don't or if we do. Gareth Riley's asked, do we need to employ a sports psychologist? To the best of my knowledge, I think we do. Okay. I think every football club does have yeah. sports psychology and, and at the end of the day, they can't work miracles. You, need, you know, people look... And oh, he's an underground league footballer. What's he got to be unhappy about? Anyone can be unhappy. I'm not saying I'm saying everyone are unhappy, but these are all human beings. And I'm, I'm sorry, I will not agree with anyone that you know none of them care because I just don't believe that. I, I just, as I said, I'll go back to what I said. I just think there's a little bit of the feeling sorry for themselves mentality. And you know what? Again, it kind of ties in with the question: Is Silver the man for our club? It, I don't think he's not the man. So I think now. He strikes me as the kind of manager who's, who's quite a decent guy at, you know, putting his arm around people. I mean, you look at Mourinho at United Social Club. Mourinho was slagging players off. He was doing players down. And I'm not the world's biggest Paul Pogba fan, but look at him. And I think that's I think that's where, you know, I think as a manager, you, you can't just manage the team. You have to be a, a grief counsellor. You, you've got to be all that. And I think sports psychology, yeah, as far as I'm aware, we do employ one. But I, th- I think it's, it's down to everyone. Nowadays, it is about... Talk about your feelings, and if if need be, you know footballers have feelings. And if someone something's gone wrong somewhere, it might not be physically, it might be emotionally. But I think that's as much to silver to shoulder as much as picking the team. You know, a, a good team will be a happy team. But to the best of my knowledge, we do employ a sports psychologist. Okay, and last question from Alan Ryder. We touched upon this to be for, to be fair in the in the last in last week's show, um, but Alan said. I'm bothered about Yeri Mina. We paid a lot of money for him. Should he be playing more regularly? Whether it's in a, you know, a back th- back three for slash five, and is um, is zonal marking working? No, it's not working, is it? Because we can see <laughs> goals every game. Yeah, I'll um, from that. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeri Mina, stick stick with Yeri Mina. Should should he not have been? You know, obviously he's been bought for a decent amount of money. Should he not have taken this all by the scruff of the neck and? You know, he should. I mean, it's early days in it in his Everton career. I, I don't. I'm not sure we needed to sign Mina and Zuma with Keane already there, Jaggy Elk already there. I, I like Mason Holgate. I know some people don't. I don't. I think he should have prioritised other positions, i.e., a centre forward, rather than than bringing. I know Zuma's only on loan, but you, you've got to stick with him. It's too early in his career to be saying you know he's no good. He's yeah. certainly no crawled up, is he? Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, now's the time that'll test his metal in it and now's the time that he's got a, you know, I've heard that he's a big character and, you know, he's always got a smile on his face. He's always laughing and joking, but maybe he needs to have a bit of a mean streak because uh, Silver will be looking at him to be his, uh, to be a leader, won't he? And to be his, his, his number one centre-half, paying all that money for him. So, 
I think that's why I think he got him as much for that as his football ability. Yeah. I think because yeah. he can be a little bit snidey and stuff like that, and have a little word with referee. He could be that one because as much as I like Keane, I think he's done well to turn around. He's a quiet man. Mm. He's the quiet centre half, and he Zuma is all about physicality and energy. Mean it is that little talk, and everyone you know we had one in Waggy Dave Watson. Always, always talking. You need those chatters at the back. You need them in all the team. But you need them chat maybe, you know, with Mina. That's, you know, but it, it, again, it's down to him now. If we've conceded goals, we've not won. So, Mina, you get your chance. Go in and then make it impossible for me to drop you. Do you think there's a case of new players coming in and thinking they can't be too loud? You know, telling people what to do to, to be too much of a leader, you know, coming from a different league a lot of them and we're you know they're settling in in the personal life and home life and mm. you know they know they've got ability and <clears throat> they can play football like obviously they wouldn't be playing where they they were but do you think in terms of being vocal in a leader do you think some players not just in not just Everton just in general think you know I might give a, a season or so 18 months even to to start you know voicing what, what should be going on I think again it comes down to the manager though he's the gaffer isn't he mm. and if, if the play if they're his players those those lads he's brought in are his men yeah. he's bought them he's identified them and he's wanted to bring them to the football club so if they're not doing that it's up to the manager to say come on lads you know you're, yeah, you're my centre half I yeah. brought you in mate you're you know this is what I want from you why aren't you doing it so as, as a professional footballer it, it's not a choice if, you, if your manager tells you this is what I expect from you this is what I want you to do on the pitch this is what I want you to do off the pitch it's your job yeah. that's what you're supposed to do so do yeah. it like, but again, we need to get you in the dressing room it, it boils down to the manager <laughs> for me it boils down to the gaffer he's got a bit of passion you know what I mean and, yeah. and I'm not saying the lads haven't but it seems to have gone and going back to your point Ian Tim Kale didn't wait 18 months, did he? No, he no, Phil Neville was the same. He was you brought know, in to captain the team effectively, wasn't I, you, he? I remember Tim Kale saying, he's standing in an airport or something saying, I've turned down Christmas because I believe in this. And he got on the pitch. He seemed to buy Everton straight away. He got a goal on his debut, sending off on his day, or oh, yeah, first goal. City, yeah. it, yeah. City, you know, I think that was his first couple of games, or indeed his first, you know, and suddenly people are thinking, do you know what, this lad's got something. It wasn't just the fact that he was scoring goals and scoring vital goals. It was like, he gets us. Yeah. And you'd see him, you could visibly mm-hmm. see him going around geeing up the team, picking the team up. And if you had him, he means don't wait 12 months, don't wait 12 minutes, get it and get it done. And I say, he's a big personality, he's a character. You know, he's got that. And, and I, th- I think Everton was always built on personality. Look mm-hmm. at the legend. There was as much personality as they were ability. And I just like to see a bit more personality. It is, it's self perpetuating. If, if, if exactly. the environment's right, it just breeds, you mm-hmm. know, a. Uh, an attitude within the changing room and yeah. you know once once you've got that right it, you've, it's after battle isn't it do you know what I mean but again everybody looks to the figurehead everybody looks to the manager yeah. he's the leader he sets the tone he, he tells the players what he wants out of them and I think like I said before he definitely hasn't lost the dressing room so if you want them to do it you know that's that's what you're training five six days a week to yeah. do that's what you're on the, on the training ground for that's what your backroom staff are pressing on them um, so again I'm, I'm pointing my finger at Marco Silva Okay, well, we might not have shown a lot of positivity, but we've definitely shown a lot of passion in this podcast. We have all predicted us to beat Millwall. Yeah. So okay, well, that's positive. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yours was too close for comfort, to be honest. And your aims, because you went 2-1 as well, didn't yeah. you? This, yeah. this is Everton. I, you know, I'd love to turn around and say 5-0 in theory. I, do you know what? I'd love to be proved wrong. But let's just get through. All right, we'll win 5-0 and draw City in the next round. <laughs> that oh, yeah, that's, no, but that's more realistic. Yeah, that's, well, so realistic. That's, yeah. what, that's what'll happen. That's yeah. too Everton, that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right, lads, thanks very much. Uh, John, Graham, appreciate you coming Cheers. on. We'll Thank definitely you. have you back on again soon. And hopefully you know 
whatever the victory or whatever the scoreline. No, whatever the victory. On no, well, that's that's positive. I was going to yeah. say whatever the scoreline on yeah. Saturday. Hopefully, it'll be a victory and we'll be able to uh, progress onto the fifth round, where we face Man City. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.